0: This is the Bittersweet and Twisted Records podcast with Vince and Bobby. I'm Vince. I'm Bobby. And here we are with episode eight, I think. Yep. Pretty positive.
1: I think so.
0: It's eight then. (laughs) Um, I don't know if we're going to sound any different today because we're recording in a slightly different location. We moved from the couch to a table. Yes, we finally have a dining room table. So, we're going to record this at the table. Um, Oh, so we've got two albums ready to go, as usual. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as we've done the last couple, they're not bargain bin records. Well, let me phrase that. Mine's finally not a bargain bin record, because my last couple were. Oh, yeah. And Bobby had stepped away from the bargain bins. I
1: did, I did.
0: Um... But before we get into her record, um, you know, do the usual. We're going to beg you to like, follow, subscribe, subscribe, share, all that stuff. You know, um, mainly we're on Instagram, so we do most of our posting. There's a little bit on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I don't really do Twitter because I forget about it. And I haven't done anything on TikTok yet.
1: Because we're old. We haven't figured
0: that out. I mean, (laughs) I have ideas for TikTok, but I'm afraid it will come across as like the old people trying to be... No, we
1: don't want to be that Trying to be
0: cool kids.
1: Cool kids.
0: But um, yeah, all of our links um, are bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com. So you can have all the fun stuff, check out all the social media and the follow and the liking and the sharing and the subscribing, all that.
1: Yeah, and check out the merch because we have our original logo and the punk rock logo. I finally
0: uploaded the punk rock logo.
1: super cool and I um, got some shirts um, with it and it just cracks me up. I love it.
0: It turned out way better than I thought it was going to. I really like it. For something I didn't really put much effort or thought into Mm -hmm. when I made it. Yeah. And we've got a special offer, but I'm not going to talk lid off the podcast Ooh. with it. I'm going to wait till some point in the podcast that, talk about a special offer. Okay. That way you have listened to the whole episode to get to it. Because <laughs> I'm not going to. You're
1: so sneaky.
0: I'm not going to throw away right in the beginning. So you listen <laughs> like five minutes, You're like oh, I'm done, I'm out. I'm going to go do what this offer is. I'm not going to say anything about the offer.
1: Well, if you listened up to our eight episodes, then thank you. We appreciate it. All of our listeners out there.
0: For some reason, mm -hmm. we have most of our listeners seem to be in Germany and Brazil.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. Hey, I don't know, more the merrier. But we would love to have um, more listeners and everything. Some
0: Canadians would be nice. Come on now. (laughs) Eh? Yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's get going with Bobby's record. Yes. And which is?
1: Bat Fangs. Bad okay. things. But first got to say, because we just got past the Thanksgiving day, so I have to say I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. I okay. Know, yeah. You know, even though we're celebrating tomorrow. But I just wanted to say, everybody's celebrating and having a good time. Well, our second celebrating. Our second celebrating, yes. <laughs> but anyway, because um, you know... then
0: It's what happens when you have all different families and different people. Absolutely.
1: And and we've all. In
0: different states, and.
1: We've all melded it together. So. But anyway, so I'm going to be talking about bat fangs. And did you want to. You don't want to announce yours yet. Not you yet. Save I'm saving it, mine. Save it. Save it. Okay. So, um...
0: first of all, before yes. you get in the album. Oh,
1: goodness. Yes.
0: Do you want to talk about how we discovered bat fangs?
1: Well, that's all in me write up. All
0: right. Yes. Okay.
1: Because. My style of writing, I like to... Your book you wrote about Bat Fangs. You
0: might want to contact them about publishing it.
1: I know, that's true. Maybe I can be a good good journalist, you know. A music um, magazine needs me. Um, So anyway, so Bat Fangs um, is a debut album. It was released in 2018 on Black Vinyl. Then in April 2018, it was re-released on a lemon yellow vinyl in a Lemon Run, which is what I have and what I was gifted by my super awesome boyfriend.
0: Oh, yeah. I did buy that, didn't you I? You did
1: buy that for me. Yes.
0: You, were, you were sitting here saying, you said gifted. I was thinking, by who? Yes, it, you. Yeah, I did buy yes. that, didn't I?
1: So, yeah, it's really cool. It's on a, like, a nice, creamy lemon color. Um, anyway. Um, it has nine songs on it, uh, five on side A and the remaining four on side B. Um, this is their, like I said, their debut album um, and also came with a downloaded card and a very cool old school merchandise style mail mail it, order form. It, it
0: reminds me of the old Enigma Records mail order form. Yeah,
1: like, so that's kind of neat, kind of very nostalgic. I liked it. So... I just recently, or I say Vince and I, just recently learned of this band, Batfangs, after um, we were recording a podcast episode for Bittersweet and Twisted.
0: Yeah, it was actually the last ep- it a yeah. episode. It was six or seven we were doing.
1: Yeah. So, um, and I was checking my emails and I received an email from the independent record shop Rough Trade. They were showing um, different bands that had new releases and um, the exclusive releases through Rough Trade and... So we were sitting looking at them, and I was listening to some of the sample tracks that they had for each band. Yeah, because
0: there's a lot of bands we'd the, never yeah, heard of. A lot we're, of like, we're like, who's this? And yeah. some, some of them weren't that good. No, and some that's of them, true. Well, A couple of them were pretty good. Yep. And then we had the Bat Yeah,
1: we came across Bat Fangs. Um, and the actual the preview that they had on there was for their actual second album, which is called Queen of My World, which um, was released in October uh, 29th of 2021, so fairly recently, and I guess that's why that was coming up as a
0: yeah.
1: um, an email. I
0: think, I think, didn't Rough Trade have an exclusive color? Mm-hmm, I think they so. did. Yeah,
1: yeah. so um, in the description on the Rough Trade site, it states um, a little blurb about Batfangs, which uh, I really liked. It said, born of a shared love of hair metal, partying, and the reckless spirit of rock and roll. East Coast duo Batfangs brings a nostalgic combination of shredderistic guitars and heavenly, <laughs> heavily harmonized hooks, and I must agree with them. So the song... Yeah, the sample that we played, we really liked it Well, I really liked it And
0: then we are like, oh, we listened to a few more samples Yeah, we did,
1: it was really great um, And then that led me to looking back at their debut album yeah. um, And I think it has more of like a classic garage sound With a bit of post-punk flair to it
0: They, I mean. they kind of remind me I mean, I know some people, even the band themselves Will be like, oh no, when I want to say this mm-hmm. But they kind of remind me of like a punk rock version of The Knack
1: Yeah yeah, I could see that.
0: Because, yeah. because you know, this, you know, you got the the energy from it, but mm-hmm. you got the catchiness of like, of the knack. You know, I know people go, "Oh, knack, my Sharona, dig deeper yeah. than my Sharona." Yeah. First of I all, know. my Sharona is a great song.
1: That is a good
0: song. The knack were a great band that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, are, you know the, that one song obviated yeah. obviated is that yeah. the right word obviated. Bl- Obliviated. Oh, yeah,
1: that's one of the words I think that I always like. Did I say oblivionated? You, you did, but you know, I think if we can all at this I'm not editing
0: any of this out. It's just <laughs> I too think hard at this point. We can. But all anyway, the Knack were great. It. There were there were yes. there was more to them than Masharona.
1: Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So it's it's a great sound. Um, so just to give it a little bit of background on it. So Betsy Wright, she's the singer, guitarist, bassist, and pianist on this album. Uh Lara King plays the drums, percussions, as well as uh as background singing. Um so Betsy, which I was looking up a little bit about this because I knew that they were both from the East Coast. And I was trying to, you know, figure out which one was from where, because one I'd heard was from Baltimore and one With was Laura's
0: from Baltimore. Lara's
1: from Baltimore and the other one I thought was from North Carolina. Well, I'm not sure exactly where Betsy's from. I couldn't find of um, all my looking where yeah, she's what a mystery what state she was but she did go to um george mason university which is right you know in washington dc mm-hmm. so and she actually
0: um you sound like a stalker i do don't i i couldn't find much out about.
1: but and i also know that she um teaches piano at a school in washington dc oh and i did and well i don't want to give too much away but give we, it away
0: from what, what you're going to say later yeah on or, yeah or, or how much stalking you did oh god you don't yeah. the authorities god. to know
1: <laughs> yeah i don't yeah i don't want betsy and laura to know how much yeah. i stalked them but um so yeah so when um she's not recording or touring with her other band x hex
0: who are also really good
1: really great um uh, I'll give you a little bit of background on those. So that was a trio band, um, X-Hex, where Wright, she performs as the bassist and singer, more background singer, not so much as the lead singer, but um, she plays mostly bass. Um, but she learned piano at the age of six. And at around the age of nine, she began borrowing her dad's guitar, which I think really cool. And she taught herself how to play um, more so when she was 12, she was really kind of She states looking at that Annie DeFranco style. Yeah. So, um, But she said she grew up, you know, um, listening to different bands, especially um, Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix. Um, And she... I ended up looking up and was reading an article on She Shed's um, website, which is like a musical magazine on website, and she was speaking to the journalist Cynthia Schimmer and she said it's such a male dominant dominated genre but it's the music that I love I want to take all the stuff and make it my own from my perspective which I think she does do that and but ba- that fang um, so where she does come back as playing the guitar lead guitar and she's pretty awesome playing that guitar
0: that one guy Walter, that we saw
1: oh yeah Um, but yeah, so then she wanted to do something more so on the lines of like where she got to play guitar and, um, her making her own set. Um, but she had trouble trying to find a drummer. So she just, um, was, you know, looking for him, looking for him. And then she finally, um, she had did a show with, um, X-Hex where also Lara King's other band, um, Flesh Wounds had also played, okay. so they kind of had met through that, and she sent a demo to Lara, um, and Lara liked it and decided to yeah, hey, uh, I'll be the drums on it. So they created this album and this band together, um, and that's where this album comes from. But I'm going to give a little bit also about Lara. So Lara had been in other bands also. Like I said, she was in Flesh Wounds. Um, which released two albums in 2012 2014. Uh, they were out of Carboro, North Carolina, where they were on Snot Records. records. <laughs> Snot Records. Snot uh, Records. Then released a three song single on Merge Records. They are more of definitely a heavier rock. You can kind of see where Lars Style, I would say, is definitely influenced more by hair metal and she even does talk about that like how she really is, really yeah she really loved poison i
0: don't hear that in flesh Wounds. was
1: really because it's i just think of the so hard the hard drumming that oh, yeah, she still, was in right. but i definitely think they have a more heavier they're definitely punk sound. they're definitely
0: flesh ones are definitely more punk
1: yeah they're definitely more punk um much
0: the, much punkier and harder and yeah, faster than they remind me of things. like
1: um so they remind me of, you know, old punk bands that like I would go see we, back in the day, like when I was a teenager. School, yeah. yeah. like, you know, Garage Punk, or I was saying Basement Punk, because we were in the basement listening to Yeah, the it, was bands.
0: Like, it was like, no, it reminds me of bands we used to go see in high school at, um, if you're in the Newark, Delaware area, at like um, Chapel Street, they used to have punk bands play there sometime. It was a little, tiny, tiny yeah. theater. And I think it was, um, I think it was the Unitarian Church on the other side of Newark, Headbands too but oh, yeah yeah very
1: very fun but very fast rhythmically um just definitely hardcore um one of the songs is um called smoke and crack with my friend jeff it's just cracks me up but it has the singer uh, montgomery morris and screaming through the songs and he also plays guitar with dan kenny on guitar and laura beats out on the drums um so they were definitely just had that great punk sound, if you like, that heaviness to it. Um, But then when they became bat fangs, not so much more heavy, and that's the screaming that the singer did for Flesh Wounds, but um, more definitely poppier.
0: It's definitely catchier. It
1: is way catchier, yeah, um, in sound. And I couldn't find a terribly... A lot of information um, about Laura specifically, but I did find that she did grow up in Baltimore. Okay. So, they, yeah. yeah, so they did grow up, she did grow up in Baltimore and um, she, you know, was in the Baltimore scene, but of course she's younger than we are. So, she, she was definitely in a different scene from us and she was influenced by a lot of Baltimore bands um, when she was a teen. <coughs> so, Anyway, so they merged together, Betsy and Lara, and I'm glad they did because they were I mean, They're amazing, recorded and live, which I got to say we did get to go see um, last Friday, November nineteenth.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was.
1: Yeah, not, yes, yeah, not, not last, yesterday. Yeah, not yesterday. Because we were recording this on the twenty seventh, yeah, so, so yeah, it was the, yeah, it was the week. week before. Um, we got to see them down at the auto bar. It was kind of like a whim thing that we saw. We were like, "Hey, yeah. I, I was going to order the records." Yeah, because it was
0: like after we, we'd listened to the samples online, yeah Bobbys, oh, "I should probably order these." And yeah you know, she didn't get around to it. And then I saw that there were going to be an auto bar, and I told her I said, "You want to go and she was like, yes, you want to go?" I'm like, yeah sure." And Bobby's like, I'm just going to buy the records in the band because they'll have them, right?"
1: Yeah, so and and the tickets were it was10 dollars a ticket. like that's my favorite kind of show Jeep. ever. Well, cheap. And it's just the like... The fact that it was
0: over by right before nine o'clock. Oh, my...
1: Well, that's... It was an early show. <laughs> it was an early show. It started... Well, the doors opened at six.
0: Yeah. And the first... The local band went on at seven. Seven, yeah. And I swear they played for 24 minutes.
1: Yep. And then... Then... Uh, um things fangs came on pretty soon after pretty soon after and yeah and they were done by 8 30 and i was like this is the best night ever and i okay i do owe that to the fact that we are in our 40s now we're not in our 20s where before would have been like this is ridiculous what do we do now after that show
0: well what do we do after the show we stop at wawa
1: right we do and get something Come, to eat this <laughs>
0: this, this episode <laughs> of the podcast is very um very local, very, a certain territory, shall yes, we say. Yes, yes, Because yeah. we've mentioned, you know, Autobahn, yeah. and you know, Newark, Delaware, and Wawa, and... Oh
1: my gosh, yes. So you guys know where, the area that we're we kind saw, of familiar when,
0: with. when we, when we saw uh, Bat Fangs, they had like two songs left. Yeah. And the one song they covered, Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love.
1: Yeah, which was awesome, because you were like, I can't believe it. Yeah, they 30- started playing
0: it, and I was like, hmm, I think it's. You're like, like no they're, way. They're not gonna play this. And they start playing. It. And I was like, oh what? And um and after I finished, they were like, yeah, we just learned it in the van earlier today.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So that was really fun. That they <laughs> So when we saw them, um, it wasn't just Betsy and Laura. I wish I would have looked oh, yeah, up the to guy, this a little the, bit. The guy's yeah, name, the bass the, player. But they they brought in a bass player, obviously, because Betsy can't play both. <laughs> Both at the same time, but I have a feeling like she could probably prove me wrong. Uh, so Betsy, if you want, you know, yeah. give us a call and uh, you can. Yeah, if, <laughs> if if I
0: remember, I'm gonna post um video of them doing a Too Fast for Love on her Instagram yeah. if I remember.
1: Yeah, that was great. So, but they did bring in uh, the third a third p- Person. performer, yeah, and um, th- they were great. I mean, we were in the so if you're f- not familiar with the auto bar, the auto is a really small, like bar. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, in
0: Baltimore, has a downstairs and an upstairs. Yeah, the, the um the downstairs has a you know it's a it's a it's a club show. So yeah, you know
1: so it it's got a, a race it's got a yeah. race
0: stage. And you know, I saw um I mean Bobby's seen a zillion shows yeah, there. Them, yeah. And a couple years ago, I saw um comedians Vox Theater of Hate and Jay Aston of Gene Love Jezebel there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I've seen. Oh my gosh. And that it, that
0: was who that was a great show.
1: I've seen. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti of Supersuckers, um, J.D. McPherson um, I don't even know I've mm. just so many bands I've seen there and yeah. um, it's just a great time just a great time it's a great bar if you don't know it check and it then, out they always so have there's an upstairs style. yes so the upstairs you go up this really narrow stairway very that, narrow very narrow and very steep
0: that <laughs> if someone's coming up and you're going down you're waiting until they get up Yes. Because, because there's no room
1: no or it's going to be a very awkward passing But, um, so yeah, so we got up to the upstairs, there's a small bar.
0: There's no real, there's a stage area. It's on the floor. There is no stage. Yeah,
1: And uh, pool tables. Pool
0: tables, you know.
1: And you're just, so you're kind of just standing around all of that. Um, There's some tables like where you could, you know, eat some, something or whatever and sit at. But maybe there was maybe 40 people, maybe maybe, pushing it, um, that were there watching, which was really cool. You know, we were... All of course, and, you know, we had to have our vaccinations. And you had to
0: wear your mask. You had to wear your mask. Which is when not, you were, not a, it's a non-issue. Yeah,
1: it's a non-issue for us. I don't care. You know, I'm just happy to be able to see music live again. Yeah. So I really don't care. Um, So, yeah, so we just went there and we saw them. It was so fantastic. And
0: it looks like they sold a decent amount of merch, which is cool. Yes,
1: it was great. And I got to get Betsy and Laura both signed Um, their actual um, second album. Yeah queen of my world because mm. there was a little bit more of um because
0: because it, white a,
1: space <laughs> well
0: that and the sleeve actually had a, um yeah it was a, could, it had a tab on it you could open it and take yeah. it out and the other one was yeah the original
1: rat. didn't and the original is black black so with...
0: i think but didn't, they, didn't one of them have a silver marker anyway i'm getting off topic yes
1: yeah they actually did have it was just markers. easier to
0: sign the new one it was when it was packaged yeah
1: but so i got both of them for 40 bucks and i was a happy camper um it just so happened that my phone died, and they only took Venmo or cash, and I couldn't get either because my phone was dead. Yeah. And so I have a very loving boyfriend who's like, "I will get it." Yeah. So it wasn't coincidental. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but, um, but no,
0: they're they're a great band. I, I I know a lot of times we talk about the records on here. Mm-hmm. We say how much we like the record. We usually don't end up promoting mm-hmm. the band,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but. Sometimes we're going to make an exception. Yeah. And you should check out Fans.
1: Definitely should. They're definitely. It's
0: it's nice that we're actually talking about a newer band on mm-hmm. here. Yeah. <laughs> Some band where like almost everyone's dead.
1: Yeah. I think it's great. And I, I, I really like them. I get excited when I find newer bands that I actually like. That's not on the radio. Yeah. Like, I don't even listen to the radio. So I wouldn't know really what's on there. But the stuff that I like that I'm like, oh, my yeah. gosh, this band is great. Because it's harder time for me to find newer bands that i really like and this is definitely one that i love um betsy's first band like i said x hex really good really good check them out if you like the more um uh punkier sound hardcore sound check out lara's other band flesh wounds um there's not tons for for their band but there is some songs out there um and one other song that i found was Joy Division killed my boner which I thought was a hilarious title to a song so um
0: and another thing I want to throw out there um like usual we do a, a Spotify playlist mm-hmm. that goes along with this podcast you know so it has the music on it that we discuss i mean there'll be batfangs on there assuming they're on Spotify which i assume they are yeah and all that but you know if you listen to it batfangs online you stream it and you dig it buy something from the band
1: support the band the bands get hardly anything from streaming get, and yeah
0: especially a, a band at that level they're not getting yeah. A dick yeah absolutely so the only way these bands can keep making music is if they're supported directly mm-hmm. so if, if you listen to on the spotify playlist you dig it check out their website buy a record it's on cassette
1: yes it is get <laughs>
0: buy a cassette yeah you know buy a shirt
1: yeah, absolutely. Just support them. And i, I, I that's one thing that I can say, like, I with the younger generation, which, uh, you know, you've heard me talk about my girls. They're in their, you know, my oldest two are in their t- early 20s. And they're always like, why would I buy that if I can just stream it? And I'm like, because you're not supporting the artist. Yeah, because if and, they don't have
0: any money, they're going to stop. Yeah,
1: they're going to stop making music. And There's
0: so many bands that just... stop because they're like there's no money in it
1: and this is a great band I don't want them to stop I want them to keep going there was this British
0: band from I guess they're maybe 10 years ago called uh, A Silent Film Mm -hmm. they were a fantastic band I Mm -hmm. mean they were on the poppier side but they were really good and I've seen them two or three times but each time they toured they had one less member yes because they were a four piece and they were a three piece and the last time they came through they were a duo yeah it was just the singer and the drummer of some you know touring guys and then they broke up yeah and the singer did like a, a final tour doing right. the the um film songs
1: well and i think that's like another thing that brings me to the point like so when we were growing up you didn't have spotify or yeah. things like that you had to buy the merchandise yeah to get it to be able to and that supported them directly and i think that was why a lot of great bands are still around today that we hear because they had that those sales and stuff, and then now it's like they just get pennies on the dollar for any time a song is streaming. It's like, and it seems like
0: I, I sound, it's not, like it's an old fart, but it seems like a, younger people don't have the um, dedication to stuff that they like.
1: You yeah, know, it seems
0: the like seems more fleeting
1: yeah well i definitely think that i always say like our generation i feel like is a very nostalgic generation anyway like we love tangible things we like to see them we like to touch them not us Uh, yeah we yeah how many uh, cd uh uh, shelving units do we need to hold all of our cds people are like cds
0: cds like i was in a um a shop out yesterday digging for stuff for the um ebay store and I found some stuff, and I was talking to the owner, and he was like, "He was like, man, because this guy has like so many CDs for sale, mm-hmm. and he's a good dude. I'm not gonna name the name of the place, but he's a good dude. And um, he was like, I have so many CDs.' He, he told me he just bought like a collection of nine thousand.
1: Nine thousand. Oh, I would love he said, to buy he said, a some, he, said was,
0: he said it was like some rich kid. He said most of them weren't even opened. Oh my he gosh. just collected them and then didn't listen to most of them. He said like, but he said most of the collection was jazz. So. Yeah. Um, but he said that he had he had so many CDs in his shop because most shops in the area won't buy them anymore right. he's, like, he's like I love them, he's like, I them. He's like, it's so hard now to get good used vinyl titles yeah. and then you know the pressing plans for new vinyl are backed up right. because of the, the Adele record <laughs> and, I think
1: it's a little more than just the Adele record
0: no, but... mostly the Adele record <laughs> put everything back that and all the really super shitty stuff on this on um, Black Friday Record Store Day yes Ugh, I mean, I feel bad for the stores that bought a bunch of those titles because it's,
1: it's gonna be rough getting rid of them.
0: Yeah, at the end, end of yesterday, they were all posting on like social media. We still have plenty of titles left, and you're looking, you're like, yeah, those titles suck though. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say anything sucks, but
1: because everybody's fun, fun is, is different. different, but these titles suck. <laughs>
0: um I feel bad because how much money these dudes are gonna lose on a lot of these titles. And the only thing that was supposed to come out from this Record Story Day that I wanted was mm-hmm. the reissue of Alice Cooper's Brutal Planet. Yeah. But that was pushed back the next year. So I was like, Phew.
1: Wipe the brow. Yeah. But yes, support, support your local artists. Well, they're not even technically our local artists, but yeah. just support artists in general. Anyone
0: that, you know, I kind of know a lot of people, I mean, back in, back in, back in, back in days.
1: Oh, no. Here we go. Um,
0: you know, people were like, why should I support the artists? They're rich and blah, blah, blah. You know, back then when almost any band could sell half a million copies of an mm-hmm. album. Right. You know, and there was money and everything. Yeah, it was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But now there's, there's no money in it. There's yes. no money in making music. That's why some bands, older bands, have given up making records. I agree. They're like, what's the point? Oh, no. But then, you know, newer bands, though they, they've they grown up with um, technology. So they know mm-hmm. they can get a laptop, Pro pro Tools, and a couple good chords and mics and boom, make an album like in their bedroom. That's
1: true. And hey, I'm not knocking that because there are some no. great artists out there that have done that, that yeah. I've, the younger generation, because that I've met yeah, the, through my children yeah. that have done that, which are amazing. And the album
0: sound great and you find out they record right. it in their bedroom on a laptop. Right. And you're like, that's crazy. It, I mean, there's older artists like Todd Rundgren. He, is record, he records his stuff a lot on, yeah. on a laptop. And one of the guys from the Hooters did his.
1: Wait, who was the one that did that? Um, they record it in their bathroom, literally. He's sitting on a... Oh! Who was that? We just watched that. But oh, I I mean, like anybody anymore. can do it now. I mean, yeah. that's awesome, which, uh, you know, but it's definitely the, the newer bands nowadays do need the support. Yeah. So I, I do say, you know, don't just yeah. stream them. Purchase so, their stuff. You know, go, go to their website. Go to their website.
0: Go to their band camp. Especially yes. when there's a band camp Fridays where band camp doesn't take a percentage and yeah. all this money goes to the artist. Yes.
1: And like I said, if you don't know Autobar, check out Autobar. They have yeah. great stuff. They have great bands. They also do like dance nights. They have metal Mondays. Yeah, like.
0: and the Mo- Mondays are free. <laughs>
1: they are free and it's super cool. And the bartenders, there are great and super nice. So just check, out, check them out. Uh, that's that's all I'm going to. Okay. I'm done um, preaching. All right. Yeah. Amen. But thank you. So anyway, so I hope you listen to Bat Fangs and, and you like them. And um, let me know. Let us know what you think and you know, on our Instagram page.
0: So Bobby did a new artist. Yes I did. We're gonna take a little break. Yup. And we're gonna come back with a not so new artist.
1: Everybody go to the potty and go.
0: That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> Yes, we are, and we hope you enjoyed Bobby's stalking of bat fangs.
1: <laughs> My rambling wonders.
0: And if you did enjoy it, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, share. Is there anything else I'm missing? Like, follow, share, subscribe. Purchase. Yeah. <laughs> All um, of those follow us. Just fo- follow us on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook and On the Insta. Twi- on the Twitters, if I ever post the on the Twitters, there. <laughs>
1: is that um, what they say? The Twitters. The, I
0: don't know. And um, you know, go to bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com. You'll find a link to our T Public store where we have the T shirts and the tote bags and the onesies <laughs> and mugs and
1: You could get underwear. It said
0: everything.
1: Saw that. Anything you want, it is there.
0: And it has the links where you can listen to the podcast it has a you know a direct link It has um Spotify stitcher Apple Podcasts, YouTube the um, link to our <coughs> excuse me to our Spotify playlist that go with yes. each episode and they're, and
1: they're great playlist FYI Just...
0: they're, they're, and then we have a few playlists that aren't attached to any podcast yes. like our punk um, rock. the punk rock one favorites on um, hair metal uh, 100 hair metal yeah. favorites Um There's some good stuff on there. Um, But here is what I teased in the first part. If you go to Mm bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com and follow our eBay store link where we have CDs and records and cassettes and posters and a couple books right now. Yes. A a few DVDs and Blu-rays and VHS Mm -hmm. and a handful of t-shirts left. We sold quite a few t-shirts over the Mm -hmm. summer and we haven't restocked any. I mean, it's not like, it's not our t-shirts, it's like artists, like, um, who do we sell? We sold Misfits and mm-hmm. Queen and a whole bunch of bands. Yeah. Um, so if you go to the eBay store, I have a discount code Ooh. for 15% off. Wow. And that code is podcast15off, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-5-O-F-F. And... That is 15% off, and that is nice. good until the end of
1: 2021. Wow, there you go. I got like a month, two months?
0: Month and... Well, month. Month, pretty yeah, much.
1: pretty much. To use that. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's awesome.
0: you can get 15% off any purchase on from our eBay store until December tw- mm-hmm. uh, December 31st at 11.30 p.m. Pacific.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's the time the eBay would let me <laughs> use this <laughs> to cut it off.
1: Oh, I have something I should plug.
0: Oh, no. What?
1: I do. Um, since this is going to be airing December 1st, we are actually doing our first vendor event on December 9th at Alecraft Brewery, that's A-L-E, Alecraft Brewery, um, in Bel-Air. Um, they're going to be doing- Bel-Air where? Bel-Air, Maryland.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so they're going to, so it's a, it's a great little small brewery if you like brews, which I do. Great little small Great. Oh God! Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, horrible grammar. I tell you,
0: people say, say, um, stupid dummy. Yeah. Or, or dumb idiot. So
1: time. anyway, so sorry. But anyway, if uh, and so it's a small brewery. <sighs> they have great brews. Um, and also, they're going to be having this event with um, several different vendors there, different type of vendors, and we are going to be the only vendor of our kind there, uh, selling merch um, and music and things that are basically on our eBay store but we'll be doing it live so
0: and if you're in the area yeah and you've seen something in the eBay store um, you can probably get it there yeah. we won't be bringing everything obviously but yeah if you see something in the eBay store and you don't want to pay shipping on it yeah contact us and we'll bring it
1: yeah absolutely but yeah so we will be in Bel Air on December 9th um, that event begins at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. So if you get off work, stop on in, get a beer, and shop the local vendors and things. And so I'm really excited about that. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be interesting. It'll be our first. <laughs> so hopefully it goes well. And you know, like we'll have other we'll have books um, to sell, um, some CDs, some records, mm-hmm. and different things like that. Yeah, stuff like that. So that was my plug. I had to All right. throw in there.
0: Okay. So. All the plugs out of the way. Yes, it's now time for. Ooh, that's a drum roll. Drum roll! Wow. Um, it's time for Vince's record, Mm -hmm. which, when I get into it, you will see how important and special this is. You will to the podcast as a whole. Dun dun dun! Dun dun dun! So, my record, my record is The Choir Boys, a bit of what you fancy from 1990. Ooh. And if you don't know The Choir Boys, they're, um, British, they're a British rock band. They're, they're very British. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much in the mold of the faces. Yes. Frankie Miller and Good Rod Stewart. Yes. Um, they're, I've read somewhere, I wish I, I wish I could find the source again, but they described their music as Gypsy Soul.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: So, huge fan of this band. Yes. Been a fan of this band for like, since 1990 when this record came out, MTV played them on Headbangers Ball, which always bothered me. <laughs> and they play them on Hair Nation, on the yeah, like series. Is... It's like, they're, they're not a hair band.
1: Yeah. I they... mean, they they do have great hair. Well, but, most yeah, of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're not a hair band. Listen no. to music. They're, they're, they're a 70s rock band. Yeah. Like I said, like the faces of Frankie Miller. They're not a hair band. They're not, nothing to do with like a Poison or Motley no. Crue or any of that.
1: They have great style too. Yeah. Very, very similar style to Rod Stewart. Very seventies. Uh, very seventies. 70s,
0: seventies esque. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot if I had the money I'd dress like those guys all the time. Oh,
1: I would love that.
0: But you know, my job, I don't think it would go over very well.
1: Yeah.
0: They'd like, why do you have that big bandana thing on your head?
1: <laughs> What's up with all the scarves? Yeah, why do
0: you why do you have three scarves on? <laughs> um so <laughs> the choir boys started when um singer Jonathan Gray, who's best known as um, Spike. Okay. And his flatmate, guitarist, Guy Bailey, started playing Chuck Berry songs together after a year of living together. When they first met, because I think one of them had known the other one's sister. Okay. And had needed a... And so when Spike moved to London, he you know, they needed a flatmate. Mm-hmm. So those guys were living together. And then a friend of theirs brought over a guitar mm-hmm. and they started playing Chuck Berry covers. And they're like, what? You're, you do music? I do music.
1: Um, Ga- Guy Bailey's name sounds like somebody who would played Chuck, Chuck Berry's office doesn't awesome. it yeah <laughs> and also you're using the very British terms flatmate we might have some very American yeah. listeners who don't know what a flatmate is it's
0: a roommate yeah, there you go Chris <laughs> um, and so they decide to call their band the Choir Boys but C-H-O-I-R yes B O Y S. yes after the 1977 film with the same name directed by Robert Aldrich okay. Aldrich And um, so they rounded out the band with um, bassist Nigel. I don't know if it's Mog. Sounds right. But, you know, I'm I'm good at butchering spellings. But Nigel's uncle, Phil, played in the band UFO. Okay. Um, Pianist Chris Johnstone and drummer Paul Hornby, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm pointing at you, had played with Pete Burns in Nightmares and Wax before Pete started Dead or Alive. Wow. And if you've listened to this podcast, yes. you know there's two things for sure: mm-hmm. we love Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. particularly true. particularly good Rod Stewart, yes, and we love Dead or Alive. We do. Until last weekend, <laughs> when I showed Bobby pictures of um Pete Burns in the few years before I was so he passed, because was always like he was such a pretty man,
1: he was gorgeous, and so
0: we were sitting in a brewery, and I was like, really. Yeah, and she was like,
1: "Ah!" I know. I'm like, "Why did you do that?" In my head, I have this vision
0: of him from like 1985 yes,
1: of what he looked like, and I just like to assume. He, and I know some reality, it, 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 That's how he looked.
0: But if you read his story, it's really sad because he had like one. Solid. He had like he got like one procedure done because he had a lot of plastic surgery. Oh, oh he
1: yeah. had one
0: procedure done, and they messed that up. Mm-hmm. So he had to have a corrected one, and mm-hmm. that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And so and then it just started. And one out of control. And, and then, you know, issue of, of painkillers mm-hmm. and all this. And it, one time he tried defending... He defended his um, plastic surgery by saying he put his nose on his ass if he felt like it.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Vince just... Vince has this um, theory that... Uh, I think
0: you a great ability to ruin people's happiness. Well, I was
1: going to say that too, but no. He <laughs> has this great ability to, um, if you are not happy with something, you're just going to make sure, like, you need to be upset with this too. Let me yeah. tell you, he did not look like that. Let me show you. And I was like, no. Well, like like I
0: said at, at the Bat Fang show show, yeah. there was this one dude who was, like, way into it. Yes. And I turned to Bobby and I said... Just takes one person having a good time to keep me from having one. <laughs>
1: it's true, that's true. Um, but I was, very, I was very saddened. But anyway, he's st- did dead or alive. Uh oh, 1980s. Yeah. yeah, he was beautiful.
0: So so that so these guys formed choir boys mm-hmm. with a C. So when they were going to the rehearsal space, they'd always pass this construction site and they you know, they had the eyeliner on, they dressed mm-hmm. like rock stars. And so the um Guys working construction site used to call them the Queer Boys. Oh, gosh. So they were like, okay. So choir boys became the Queer Boys. Oh, funny. And um, in 1986, they were supporting um, the band Cherry Bombs, which featured form- former Hanoi rock guitarist Nasty Suicide Nandy McCoy. Okay. Uh, Dave Traguna from Sham 69 and the Lords of the New Church. Nice. And Terry Chimes of The Clash and Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, the name, the Queer Boys, led to some promoters canceling some shows on yeah, the Yeah, I was
1: going to say that. There was never anything that was recorded under that, was no. there? Yeah. I no, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, so I could see, see why.
0: But Cherry Bombs are a great band. They had a girl singer whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, uh-huh. but I've got the Cherry Bombs record. I don't know if it was... Here yeah, was a full length album with some singles, but I know I have a couple of their releases. Okay. Because I love Hanoi Rocks. Yes, I know. Um, In 1987... The Queer Boys were offered a slot on the prestigious Reading Festival under the condition that they changed their name.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So the Queer Boys became the Choir Boys.
1: Q-U-I-R-E-B-O-Y-S. Yes.
0: So it wasn't the same Choir Boys as they had before. They're now Choir Boys because it's close to Queer Boys.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I see why they did that.
0: So they released um, two singles, Mayfair and There She Goes Again. And around this time, they were joined by rhythm guitarist Ginger when they had played the Hammersmith Odeon supporting Guns N' Roses on their first UK tour. Oh, okay. And in 1989, Choir Boys signed with EMI Records and released 7 O'Clock as their debut major label single, which cracked the UK Top 40 singles chart. Whoa. Yeah. And Ginger was let go.
1: Oh, poor Ginger.
0: But he went on the form the Wild Hearts, okay, and played with a bunch of people, and still has, still makes music. He does still does Ginger Wild Heart albums and okay. albums as the Wild Hearts. One of the record stores that we well I follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. they were posting records they were gonna have out for Black Friday. Not not new garbage, but like cool used ones. Yeah, and they had the one of them had the um, Wild Hearts riff 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 after riff. Okay. which is also known as riff after motherfucking riff.
1: Ooh.
0: And I was like, oh, I'd love to have that record. But anyway.
1: <laughs> Put it on your list of eight, records you'd love to have. Eight million records that yeah. I can't afford. Right.
0: Okay. Um, which for some people, are like, just buy it. Like, a little cheap side. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ginger's replacement was um, Guy Griffin. And they've had a couple drummer changes since they formed. And now Ian Wallace joined the band to play on the debut album. Okay. Ian had previously played with Bob Dylan and Steve Marriott. Okay. And for the tour, uh, Rudy Richmond, I think was his name, did the tour. Okay. And and on the album, Rod Stork keyboardist Kevin Savigar uh, did the string arrangements.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And this album was called A Bit of What You Fancy. Mm-hmm. When the UK release was January 29th of 1990. It was produced by George Tutko, who has since passed. I think he died in 2015. Okay. Who had also worked with Rod Stewart and Duran Duran's Andy Taylor. And it was co-produced with Jim Cregan, who was Rod Stewart's guitarist for on and off for a number of right. years for a solo band. And he also played with uh, Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel.
1: Can I just say, like, how we always are, um...
0: Name-dropping like crazy? Well,
1: that, too. I, that made me think for a second, but, um know how i didn't have anybody that died in my band and the bands that oh, i yeah. did usually somebody always is dies and yeah. the music we talk about and then you just so,
0: oh them. yeah i think um one of the um early drummers for um boys is, is dead
1: okay so yeah, you so got
0: two dead guys so
1: that's what happens see when you do a an older yeah. record
0: and a bit of what you fancy went the number two on the uk album chart okay so it was You'll say it was hugely successful, get right. number two, and on the supporting tour they did shows with the Rolling Stones, White Snake, Aerosmith, Poison, and Thunder.
1: Now they <coughs> did obviously did really well in the UK. Yeah. How was that over here in the U.S.?
0: Well, in the U.S. Capitol Records released the bit of what you fancy in the U.S. and Canada, but the band's name was changed for North oh. America. It was they became the London Choir Boys because there was another band called choir boys with a c with a c right I which know. i thought was ridiculous yeah.
1: okay
0: but the void confusion they did it
1: okay and
0: it was just really i hate the name of The line. it's well—it's like the band suede mm-hmm. the british band suede who are awesome but when they came over to us and started playing in the i guess the early 90s there was apparently there's an old lady not old lady, but a lady <laughs> blues singer from okay. the sixties or seventies named Suede. Oh, okay. And they couldn't figure out why her albums were starting to sell all of a sudden. Oh, because people <laughs> were thought they were buying Suede records.
1: Oh funny. And so
0: they became the London Suede.
1: Okay. So here, so the London Choir Boys, was that when it was released, so on all their albums over here it was yeah. all changed to the London yeah. Choir Boys? It's, oh, I see it. I see it on the record. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, well, it's like the Mission became the Mission UK because right, there was right. a band called Mission, Mission. over here mm-hmm. who were like a dance act or yes. something. Um, but now the Choir Boys are back to just being Choir Boys in the U.S. now because okay. it's been so many years. Um, but when the U.S. and they came out did their first tour supporting mm-hmm. the album, they did shows, they played on bills with L.A. Guns, nice. Soundgarden, The Cramps, and Iggy Pop. Mm. So it's a little that bit of a variety. But, I think, but I, think the, um, I think the um, Cramps and Iggy Pop show, I think that was... Um, Ian Asbury of the Cult had put this festival together called Gathering of the Tribes.
1: Okay. I
0: think that's the bill that Iggy, because it would have been the Cult, oh. Iggy, Cramps, I think Ice Tea or Ice Tea, I do Ice Tea or Ice Cube was on it, and there was someone else. I think it's Ice Tea. Because I know um, Perry Farrell just ripped off the idea for Lollapalooza. Well, yeah. Because no apparently Gathering of the Tribes so it was a failure. Uh huh. So it didn't go, it just did like one or two shows. I... And so. Lollapalooza. I think it was like the next year. Magically, Perry had this idea to take bands from different genres and put together.
1: I believe that 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 um, that show when the Cramps did that. There is a recording of um, the Cramps performing at that concert, yeah. and um, it was a great performance. But I, well, so I do believe I've seen. Some well, there's of those. so many
0: Cramps bootlegs records out there live yeah. ones.
1: well this one you no know, was an actual video video, oh. video recording of them okay. doing it so yeah so it's kind of funny I'm pretty sure it's that one that they're in but that would have been so much fun though oh my goodness I know
0: uh, so many bands that we oh. love on the same bill yes and there was four singles released from A Bit of What You Fancy there was the aforementioned 7 O'Clock mm-hmm. which went to number 41 in Canada and number 36 in the UK okay Hey You, which was number eighty two in Canada, number fourteen in the UK. There She Goes Again, which went to number thirty seven in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I Don't Love You Anymore, which was number seventy one in Canada, number twenty four in the UK, and number seventy six in the US. So it's their lone US right. minor hit. I mean it isn't the top one hundred, but you know, it looks like they did okay in Canada for the yeah. first album.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like they did. I mean, for the most part, did great in the UK, mm-hmm. and now they played with a lot of really big names yeah. over in the UK as well as here in the yeah. US. But they never got the popularity really no. as,
0: as just the, like the
1: Stones or anybody. They just know? for
0: something for some around the same time they came out in the US, the Black Crows came out. Okay, and so some people had like they tried to compare the two bands. I could see that, but I'm like, eh, yeah, it's it's not quite. Right. It's not quite you know, but so they're like, Well, a lot I'm gonna read, Well Choir Boys are like a knockoff of the black crows. I'm like, first of all, choir boys came first. Yeah. Yeah, I could
1: see, I could see that. But I could yeah,
0: see. But I mean they're both like, you know, very organic rock yes. and roll, but choir boys are very like I said before, very British. Right. Black crows are very American. Yeah, absolutely. I mean they're I mean both bands are drawing from the same influence of like sixties right. soul and early seventies rock. But, I mean, if you want uh, bands that can be differentiated by the country they're from, you can hear it in the sound. Yeah. Like, you hear Choir Boys, you're like, that's a British band. Yeah. You hear Black Crows, you're like, that's an American band. Yeah, true. There's no doubt. Absolutely. So I always thought it was really unfair that those two bands...
1: And I could see why they wouldn't do, because, I mean, America was going crazy for the Black Crows yeah. during this time period. I mean, I was going crazy for the yeah. Black Crows during this time period, so I could see that.
0: It's funny, because, like, the first Black Crows album, they went out on a tour of Junkyard. You're right. And as you know, I love Junkyard. I know you
1: do, yeah.
0: But um, I, think, I think Junkyard were the headliner on that tour. Oh. I think Brian Baker of um, Junkyard said, it was, he preferred he to call it a co-headline tour. Yeah. But... Black Rose blew up after that. Oh yeah, they did.
1: Chunkyard is still kicking. Yeah, they are.
0: I just got that new seven inch of theirs, lifer. That's you true. You check it out. It's on acetate records. Mm-hmm. It's I got the um, smoke colored vinyl. It's a great song. Um, anyway, not to get too sidetracked. So they did the tour of all mm-hmm. those big bands. They went to Japan, played festivals in Japan.
1: Were they big in Japan?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Uh.
1: Corny
0: jokes, sorry. So they released a live album at the end of the tour called Live, recorded around the world. Oh, okay. So not terribly original album title. Right, not really,
1: no, but that's okay. So
0: in 93, this is big. This is so big. So big. Big, big. And you're going to understand so much about this podcast (laughs) in the next sentence. In 1993, the Choir Boys released their follow-up album, which was entitled... Bittersweet and twisted. <gasps> what? Dun dun dun. So, yeah, that's where I got the name I'm for so, the podcast.
1: I'm so shocked. <laughs> I was Just kidding. I know. <laughs> but um,
0: yeah, that's where the name came from because I'm a big choir voice man. We were going to call it 17 Seconds originally. Yeah. But there's like a podcast in France called that. I think there's like a jewelry store in Italy called that. Yeah. There was a fanzine in the US about like air traffic control patterns called 17 Seconds. Yeah.
1: And And that was really, our idea was that, was uh, for the band. Yeah, The Cure. The Cure. But there was just too many people, too many copyright issues, those infringements.
0: And so we came up with um, all kinds of names we were using. I wish I had the list, the text Um. exchanges we had. (laughs) Um, You had some, which are actually already used, too. Yeah. Um, I think you were something like Polyvinyl Records or something, which is is uh, used. Yeah, which is used. I had some really... um, unrepeatable names yeah which were great though. they were but. great but I mean they're just I'm not gonna repeat them because they're no. just so incorrect anyway so I was listening to Choir Boys and I was like Bittersweet and Twisted their second mm-hmm. record which I'd love to have on vinyl but
1: so now if you followed us all along through this episode yeah. eight you've learned a little bit insider secret. I know You're now you feel
0: <laughs> now you feel like um uh family well no um on um, Breaking Bad, you feel like um, Walter's brother-in-law when he found out that Walt was um, Heisenberg. It's that level. Oh, that level. It's that level
1: of, whoa. I never watched that show, so I'm yeah, sorry. That
0: was a good show. I, I, I didn't get I, into it. I know it was. I didn't get into it. It was almost over, so I had to I binge. Don't... So I had to binge the whole thing before okay. the finale got ruined.
1: Because wasn't it on, like... AMC cable. it was on AMC, oh, it was AMC. Yeah. oh
0: okay I think they're all on Netflix now probably yeah. but you
1: know me living in the boonies, yeah. I didn't have that
0: stuff so Bittersweet Twisted the record topped out at number 31 in the UK okay so it didn't do anywhere right. as well as the previous record yeah and two of the three singles from the album hovered around the lower end of the top 40 mm-hmm. and, and after a summer tour of Guns N' Roses the band called it a day Oh. So they did a few one-off shows in the mid-90s and then officially reformed in 2000 and released the album This Is Rock and Roll.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the choir boys remain active to this day, mm-hmm. with the core lineup being vocalist Spike, mm-hmm. guitarists Guy Griffin and Paul Guerin, and keyboardist Keith Weir with Pip Mailing on drums and Nick Mailing on bass.
1: I am all for you dressing like Spike. Okay. Whenever we... Um... When you don't have to work your day drop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, 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 Guy Griffin has a great taste in hats.
1: Is that? Oh, that's the one with the top hat that I like?
0: I think that's him. But he has a hat he wears now. It's really awesome. I'll have to show it to you on this. Okay. I show it to you right now with my phone's over there. I'm, not like getting up. Um, so, But in 2010,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Garen Griffin and Weir joined up with the Leopard singer Joe Elliott okay. to form a new band called Down and Outs. Okay. And originally, the band was a Mott the Hoople tribute, and they released two mock covers of singles, England Rocks and Overnight Angels, hmm. which hit number one on the U- U.S. rock radio chart. Oh, wow. And then they released two albums, mm-hmm. The Further Adventures of the Down and Outs and This Is How We Roll. And This Is How We Roll received the Best British Rock Album Award by Planet Rock Radio in the U.K.
1: Hmm. I always find it so interesting, like you, you know, you've listed all these big name artists that... Who I who I've known who I've heard about yeah but and you talk about the black crows now I completely remember them because I was in the 90s I was in eighth grade getting ready to go into high school so yeah. I remember them but I don't ever remember hearing about a band called the choir boys yeah
0: because they only the London choir boys you the London choir boys they're, they're, and their one U.S. hit
1: right but you would think that if like they toured with the Stones yeah. or something. You would th- I don't know. I just in my head, I would think that you would hear more about you this band. Think. You would think. But you really, you know, I didn't.
0: Um, I want to throw in one more fact Ooh. before I wrap up.
1: Nerd the, alert. The
0: bass player yeah. for um, the Down and Outs yeah. is the bass player from the 80s girl hair metal band Vixen. Oh, Vixen. So it's nice. quite a... Um, Quite a lineup for a band
1: That
0: is Cool So The wrap up here A mm-hmm. uh, bit of what you fancy Was reissued in 2009 mm-hmm. On CD With a bonus disc Which included Eight demo tracks Cool Which I guess that was a little, I guess it was supposed to have been For the 20th anniversary Even though it was a year off Okay <coughs> And in this year mm-hmm. 2021 Carboys Released a 30th anniversary Re-recording of a bit of what you fancy, with the recorded the current lineup and then as two bonus live tracks. Hmm.
1: It always amazes me that when I say like 30th year, yeah. and then I'm like, 30th year. And then I think back how old I was, yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old. It's yeah. Been... Yeah, I was 14 when that album came out then.
0: Yeah. 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 Somewhere around that. Somewhere. So, that is our two albums. Yes. Bat Fangs and Choir Boys. Yes. Um, Both bands you should really check out. You should. And um, like I said, buy the merch from Choir Boys. Have a whole bunch of albums you can buy from their website.
1: Absolutely. I mean, most
0: of them are on CD. They have a couple Mm -hmm. on vinyl, but um, go out there, get them.
1: Yeah, support them. Support the artists, people.
0: Yep. And as always, if you enjoyed the babbling you heard today like follow subscribe share all that comment. good
1: stuff
0: mm-hmm. um all that fun stuff make sure you go to bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com mm-hmm. so you can see all the links where you can listen to this
1: yeah and give us some ideas that if you have a band that you maybe we don't know about because it's in a different area because we're yeah. on the northern east coast so if there's like you're somebody like, that we've never heard of you're mm-hmm.
0: like you guys suck you should check out this band yeah
1: please email us or i guess you don't have a well,
0: yeah, message you, us through Instagram. Yeah, dot com, whatever. There's plenty, <coughs> plenty of ways to. Um, yeah, let us know. Uh, at gmail.com There you
1: go. I mean, let us know what you're into, or maybe you didn't like something, or you, you say haven't. you're wrong. Right, a then correction.
0: I, then I can write back and say you're an idiot. I'm absolutely right all the time. <clears throat> no, he's not. Um, <laughs> and before we sign off here, remember if you go to our eBay store, which is linked at bittersweettwistedrecords.com, you can get fifteen percent off your purchase from now until the end of the year yeah. by using, it's all all caps, podcast fifteen off. Yes. So get some um, Christmas gifts and hopefully the USPS will um, deliver them in time.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you know we need we want fans. We want you guys to listen and, and to be a part of us and be a part of our show. So.
0: And if you're in the area. Yeah. Come out to Alecraft.
1: Alecraft on December 9th at 5 p.m.
0: In Bel Air, Maryland. Come by. Say hello. Buy some stuff. And I think that is it.
1: Yeah. So we'll catch you in the middle of the month. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And hopefully by then we will know what we're talking about. Because right now I have no, no idea, idea what we're going to do no. for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> some, of these, some of these episodes come up just a few days before we re- yeah. record them. Because Bobby knew what record she was going to do last week. I did. And I, I originally we were going to do two different records. But then yes. we saw Bat Fangs. And Bobby was like, I'm doing Bat Fangs now.
1: Yeah, because I, I want to get her, the word out. I want the
0: people so I had know. to know. Like, so I had a whole other record planned out and partially written. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. So. so I only decided on this record last night.
1: Good job, babe. I know. Yes. So check out the artist that we spoke about, Um, Betsy Lara. I'm a super fan
0: now. Okay.
1: (laughs) And Spike and Guy and
0: Paul and Keith, I'm a super fan too. Yep,
1: that's right. Um,
0: (laughs) So um, thanks for listening. Um, Share with your friends. um, And thank you for spending an hour with us.
1: Yep. Thanks, guys. Catch you later.